0: Hi, I am Rajesh Rajagopalan. I'm a professor at at Jawaharlal Nehru University, and I'm here uh, talking with Azan Tarapur, uh, who's a research scholar at Stanford. Uh, We are going to be talking about the Quad and the consequences uh, in terms of what the pandemic has had, uh, especially the debate uh, about India's capacity and how that impacts on uh, on the Quad. So Azan, Do you want to, uh, how do you see the recent debate about uh, India's performance in the pandemic and how that impacts on India's capacities uh, in terms of the quad?
1: Yeah. Hi, Rajesh. Hi, thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, good question. I have been watching this debate. There's been a bit of back and forth about whether the, you know, devastating second wave in India will, will affect how well it participates in the quad, or, or what the quad can do, and they're all, I think, fairly legitimate questions. Um, it's a good, it's a useful corrective after everyone was patting themselves on the back at the start of this year yeah. that there are, in fact, you know, risks to the quad. Um, but I would actually argue, as, as I've alluded to in the past, uh, the bigger risk to the quad is not even the pandemic, uh, but actually the possibility of a conflict between India and China. Um, this is something I've been thinking and, and, and talking about for a little while, and I've finally actually got a paper coming out this week on that, um, where I say that the risk of an India-China war is is bigger than it has been before the crisis. Um, it's still overall pretty low, but the, while the likelihood is increased during the crisis, the consequences is what we really have to worry about. And I suggest that the biggest consequence would be potential disruption to the Quad
0: Okay, how would uh, I would have thought that uh, a, a conflict between India and China uh, escalation at the border would actually make India a lot more um, you know, increase India's engagement with the Quad and strengthen the Quad? Why would you think that this would actually be the other way?
1: That's that's a really good point, point. Um, and it's actually a, 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 an evolution in my thinking. I, I I completely agree. Look, I'm not I'm not saying that there's a deterministic argument about what would happen. Um, more that such a conflict would be a test for the Quad, and unless uh, India and its Quad partners now undertake some shaping efforts, there is a risk that it could go the other way. And the reason my logic for that is that. uh uh, there is a latent current of suspicion or distrust in india about the us and australia and we saw that surface Mm. and get activated in april with the phonop issue and the quad raw material the vaccine raw material issue Um, and my concern is that under certain conditions which i lay out in the paper under certain conditions the quad could fail the test. It could, you're right, you're absolutely right, it could go the other way and India, India's uh, willingness to participate and advance the quad could increase, but under certain conditions we've seen that there is a very real risk that it could go the other way and actually disrupt progress in the quad because of the sort of underlying suspicion and distrust. Okay,
0: Actually, uh, I would think that uh, uh, that's an interesting point. I think that is definitely true, that there is some suspicion and the foreign issue did bring that up once again. But uh, what I see is that the low low expectations actually might be good because- Yeah, yeah. Kind of, uh, because I expect that uh, American assistance, in terms of diplomatic assistance, as well as intelligence assistance, things like that, is likely to be greater than what the expectations prior to that are and therefore i suspect that um, you know obviously we don't know and there may be other issues that come up and and so on but yeah. even on the phone up uh, if you recall the government's reaction was a lot softer than what the response was and so i think there's a there might be a greater understanding um, uh, but uh, i think that's definitely an important issue to consider uh, any last thoughts Aza?
1: Yeah, no, look, I think you're absolutely right that expectations is the key here. Um, and in fact, this is one of the things that started me thinking along these lines because at the start of this year, everyone, as I said, was very um, celebratory and self-congratulatory about how the quad yes. seemed to be on an upward slope. And that did create big expectations about what it could do. And this is essentially part of the problem that I see that, that, that uh, while we don't, have the quad representing some sort of cohesive deterrent force there is an expectation that it can do a lot Uh, and my concern is that unless we manage those expectations and unless the messaging is is astute and sensitive um, those expectations could actually have a have a uh, self-defeating effect Um, so that's so that's the so 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 the purpose of this paper is to suggest that hey look we should start thinking about managing those expectations now and figuring out what kinds of support are really likely and plausible. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Arzan. I mean, I think that uh, that paper, I think everybody should read that and I definitely will uh, when it comes out tomorrow from ASPI. And I think that's an interesting uh, point. Uh, I definitely agree with you uh, in terms of how we need to uh, manage expectations and have, have some clarity about the border. So thanks again, Arzan.
1: Thanks, Rajesh.